This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 52, dating, conversation continued, hunting fights and boundaries around an abusive parent. If you're new here, welcome. We do a show about marriage because we had a really terrible marriage and we want to talk about all the nitty gritty that makes a marriage turn from bad to good. Um, And every day our show is brought to you by Audible. Please go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. And as always, we are live on Facebook and Instagram right Mm -hmm. now and we need to read what Josh's comment was. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Talking about a machine I use for woodworking. <laughs> we got I a comment it. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. That was really funny. Um, so you can always join us every day of the week on Facebook and Instagram Live and ask us your questions, but we are here for you. So mm-hmm. we don't have a review of the day because no one's reviewing the podcast. Uh, cry we do have face over emoji. almost 800. Not 800. Uh, we have 700 and something reviews. So yeah, if almost. you want your review read, please review the show. But this is what I wanted to read instead. Okay. We don't have a review, but read that. I'm listening to yesterday's episode where you talk about meeting Seth at Starbucks and, oh my gosh, you and Seth are Starbucks, Jim and Pam. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Starbucks Jim and Pam. (laughs) Isn't that so cute? That is pretty funny. We met at Starbucks and I had a boyfriend and it like literally is. It's us. That's true. Yeah. He didn't punch me in the face. You did. (laughs) I don't remember punching in the face. Pam's old boyfriend punches Jim oh, I don't or he, or so he tries to or anyway, something. Anyway, we're so glad that you're here. Please review the podcast so we can read <laughs> reviews. Um, so let's get <laughs> into up, the first T? question. I wanted to follow. Okay. Actually, this is not a question, but I had so many thoughts about the dating conversation and right. what we did not say during that conversation. So um, I, I have things I want to say so that y'all who are dating can think about this in a different way. So mm. I just was thinking about the word right. dating. I'll let you read it. And I was like, what the crap does dating even mean and when i googled it like the definition of dating and Mm -hmm. like the history of the concept of dating it is like a date on a calendar i am dating i am going on multiple dates on the calendar with you with a person right and so i wrote 
Dating means seeing someone on a regular basis, as in on several calendar dates. Dating. Hmm. The goal of dating is not to have sex. It's not to play at being married, but to see if you're compatible with the person for the long run. There's a, uh, let's see, that someone said yesterday that there was, uh, you can't take a bite out of a f- every fruit in the store and then put it back on the shelf. That is a hilarious um, comment, but it is not what we mean. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about making out with people. We're not talking about uh, what we are talking about, getting to know them as a human, understanding who they are, what they love, what they don't love, what makes them tick, what motivates them. Are they a good potential partner, right? It's like going to a car lot and not looking at the other models and makes and features of different cars because you're like, well, I don't want to cheat on my future car. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? If you want a truck, look at the trucks. Don't, you know, don't say, oh, well, a sedan is Mm. what is here and I should court the sedan. No, like figure out what features you actually want. And you can't figure out the features if you Mm. don't get to know someone. And I'm not talking about making out. Right. So you're talking about, well, I can empathize or understand because I'm thinking of an E40 song. Everybody, Everybody got choices, right? What? And there's so many choices around, like cars. Like, well, I could use a truck when I go hunting for four-wheel drive, but it's not good on gas, but I drive all the time, so I better get a car, too, because I commute all the time, right? And so there's so many choices with everything, and everything's on our phone. It's like, oh, well, this dude, this lady is, like, cool, but they like broccoli, and I hate people who like broccoli because it stinks, so I couldn't see myself being with them. So it's really, it's really, I don't know. I guess, I guess you have to have discipline, with more discipline with dating now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. I know people are on uh, dating sites all the time. Right. What is it that you're looking for on a dating site? You cannot tell by someone's face and their profile picture and what they say about themselves Mm -hmm. if they're a good person, if they'll make a good father, if they love to like pick their nose and wipe it on the couch. You can only learn these things by being in proximity Mm -hmm. to humans. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think like we met when we, when we met, I was dating somebody else and we Mm -hmm. worked together for a year. So I saw Seth and we worked at Starbucks. So we would, I would wake up at like three 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. We would go to Starbucks. We sometimes would start working at four 30 in the morning. What are we doing together? We, I mean, this is the best, best way to meet somebody. Mm -hmm. You're mopping a floor. Right. You're working like the rush shift and it's where early, it's like, so it yeah, you're tired, you're, mm-hmm. you're super tired, you're mopping, you're doing like thankless tasks, you're having to work with a bunch of different people. Like I have to see, can you understand when she tells you to do that thing mm-hmm. and you have to go do that part of the, whatever the job is, right? Right. So it's essentially, it's like... um High pressure. I don't mean like a Starbucks is a high pressure job. It's a really hard job. That's for sure. And it's and you're getting to see someone, how they respond under pressure. Mm -hmm. How do they respond when someone is mean to them? Mm -hmm. Someone is mean to you at Starbucks every day when you work there. How does he respond? Does he punch the counter? No, he's normal. So I got to see every facet of how Seth interacts and behaves in the real world under lots of different circumstances because we work together. If I saw his profile picture and it said, I like hiking in Jeeps, I'd be like, whatever. I don't like Jeeps. I like Toyota. I know cruisers. you don't like Jeeps. Um, FJ cruisers, <laughs> FJ 40. Um, I, I never in, in the, in the literal 100 <clears throat> year, in the Start literal over. one year that we worked together and did not date, I don't remember thinking anything like bad about you. I thought you were kind of wacky because you had a shaved head, but never like, oh, she's a bee or like like other other females that I worked with there. I'd be like, yo, she's crazy. No, you know, so that was like, 
no. But for you, I never thought any of that, you know? Yeah. And even with the guys, I'm like, come on, dude, you're like being a douche or whatever. And I never thought that of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I did, hold on. Someone wrote a comment. I want to see. We are 26 and 27, married for five years, and our 30 to 40 year old friends who are single consistently make us feel bad about their singleness. We're honestly kind of lost as to what to say to them at this point. Hmm. Yeah, that's really that is really hard. I don't know. I would. Ain't uh, nobody should be making you feel bad though. For yeah, I know that's goofy. You know, I'd ask them like, okay, what are you doing to? I tell them go get a job at Starbucks. You'll find somebody. Right. So another person says, I met my husband online. We met in person a month after meeting online and talking, and then we started hanging out and getting to know each other. We are engaged for six months later, married a year after our engagement, and here we are. I. I will say it makes relationships really hard, especially when they move as fast as we did. To this day, my husband and I have known each other for 4.5 years, and we've been married for three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, we that's we got engaged 10 months after we started dating. No. That is we got very married. wrong. What was it? Still wrong. Say the thing. We were friends for one year. We were engaged. F- we were dating for five, engaged for three. So married after. Me. I don't know. Can't Met do, my can't. husband at a hardcore show. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, what show was it? Hmm? Now we're talking. We're honestly... That's great. Yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing I think of people... Like, meeting someone... I mean, not that meeting someone online is... Obviously, it works, right? But it's... You're, <laughs> you'd be better to meet someone online in a, a group that you like. Like, hardcore metal fans on Facebook, right? Than to be like, oh, dating app. Everyone in the world is on mm-hmm. this app. Mm-hmm. But those, those, those work too, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, saying, I'm not trying to put them down, but I'm just saying. But but the thing I wanted to say, oh, it says local, local show. He was in the. He was the screamer in the band. Oh, nice. there you go. That was the drummer right. in the band. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's. I think I just wanted to talk about what dating is, what it means, why you do it. It isn't like the things I was trying to figure out about Seth when we were dating is, will he make a, will he be a good kind husband? Is he kind to women? Is he kind to children? I remember when we were dating and you met my niece who is 16 now at the time she was like one mm-hmm. and he picked her up I did. and I was like, well, take me now. <laughs> like it was like, that's all I needed to see was him treat a little tiny girl. Like she was an angel mm. and he didn't even know her. And he was so nice to her. And so it was showing me his behaviors over a long period of time in various scenarios. Like what is it like when we get stuck in a line somewhere? Does a, he freak out and yell at people? What do they say? Uh, you're, you, you could feel your ovaries. Yeah, I could feel my ovaries. <laughs> a baby. Okay, let's see. My wife and I like to say we had an arranged marriage because I was living with a couple who knew her brother, knew her before I did and I was done with dating so I asked them if they could find me a wife that's really actually really funny when that three does months happen. later we went on our first date and within a month uh, we, I, we knew, knew that we were married that's yeah, awesome we got engaged that. 11 months after married that's awesome Ooh, let's see this says this seems rigid as a single person who dates and uses dating apps it's only as shallow as your intent yep and honestly dating in the workplace or other places that aren't inherently neutral makes things incredibly awkward and uncomfortable I agree that your intent is important but not everyone works with other singles or can easily meet people in person dating as a whole as a whole has changed including social rules and and with dating, the end game isn't always marriage. More people are more comfortable being partnered instead of married. That's a great mm. point. That is a so, very great point. Um, this you- is why we need a podcast about this. <laughs> wink, wink. We're married. We've been obviously we've been married almost fifteen years. And it Next was our month. goal. It was our goal as like humans to be married. right. So I don't want to be. I know it does seem rigid, and I was thinking about that, and I maybe apologize for it. But also, I it, don't. admitting, ad, admitting. 
<laughs> admitting don't spray green juice on me admitting that yeah i haven't dated a person for 15 years so i don't know right and tinder and all you know even even instagram There's a wasn't bunch out of different dating facebook apps was but uh that's that's just it's way different the landscape is different so i literally have empathy like it would be really hard and yeah what what is the intention i don't even know so you know what we don't even know what we're saying about dating. So, well, no, no, no. It's not that we don't know what we're saying. Is that this is our perspective of it? Mm-hmm. They're asking us about dating, not, um, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't necessarily think <laughs> it's a problem to meet somebody vet. online, um, and then vet them then once vet you them. get to know it's what. Essentially, the exact same meeting as anyone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, no, I think there are ways to meet people that you know. What I'm saying about the difference of being with Seth in the workplace versus an online scenario is, I got to see, he wasn't putting a show on for me right? He wasn't trying to impress me with his hiking skills or whatever. I got to see him in the real world. And that's what mm-hmm. marriage is, if, if marriage is your objective, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just If marriage is not your goal, then... Chilling. That's fun too. So... Yeah. Right. High five. All right. Okay. All thank right. you for Moving interacting, on. but we do have a, other questions. Moving on up. First of all, I'd like to thank you both for an amazing podcast and being for so open and vulnerable in ways I couldn't even imagine. Your podcast has helped me grow and mature in ways I didn't even realize I needed to. I absolutely love all the work you were doing. Keep it up. First of all, thanks. Five points for Gryffindor. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see. Now on to my question. Okay, so this is a heavy one. I'll sit down. No, don't sit down. because. Oh, right. Back. Okay. Um, I am faced with the dilemma of removing my dad from my life or continuing in a completely unhealthy, toxic relationship. I'm not the only person he is not able to have a healthy relationship with. He is not able to have a healthy relationship with a single person he knows. A little backstory, my dad has always been extremely controlling and not allowed them to control him. Growing up, he was a severe alcoholic and verbally, mentally, and physically abusive to everyone in the home. The youngest of my siblings was finally old enough to move out. My dad felt like he lost control and went into this religious craze. Uh, we grew up attending church without my parents because it was a safe place and we loved it. It was an escape from home. My dad took religion and ran with it and he watched hours and hours of YouTube videos and finally formed a very abusive and legalistic point of view on religion. He always condemns my siblings for the way we live our lives. We're all churchgoers and Jesus lovers, but instead we, we say, but, but because be- we say, we say Jesus instead of Yeshua, Yeshua, uh, we're going to hell because we honor the Sabbath on Sunday instead of Saturday. We're going to hell because we go to church. Period. We are going to hell. I could go on and on. As a kid, I never remember feeling good enough for him. I could get straight A's, and I was 100 pounds all through high school. But he called me fat and lose weight. He never came to any of my track meets, choir concerts, or award ceremonies because he was somewhere getting drunk. Um, when he got sober and into religion about five years ago, and I'm grateful for that. I am the first person in my entire life to graduate from college. And unfortunately, instead of my dad cheering me on, being proud, he tells me that I'm going to hell because I will be working for evil doctors and poisoning innocent people. So, okay. And she goes on and on. And uh, dad controls mom like crazy, won't let her play even Candy Crush, and she's wasting valuable time and should be uh, reading the Bible Bible. or praying. Um, So she's asking if she should cut this guy out, but he controls mom, and if if she cut him out, out then she mom. would lose the relationship with mom so mm-hmm. this is really really hard and mm-hmm. i've had clients like this before like in some like backy weird a christian super legalistic thing that's totally totally wrong um but it's the way it is right so i would not um put up with my dad anymore in that way and like find a secret way to talk to mom somehow 
and uh, hopefully dad is not abusing mom still, but how can, you know, she be empowered to leave? I mean, she's in a very, like, vulnerable, low-power position if she doesn't work outside of the house, which probably he says that she can't. So he has the money, and he's very controlling. So what do you do? You know, honestly, I don't know what to do except for create the boundaries for yourself and your family. Like, okay, your dad is wrong. He's 189% wrong about all this legalistic garbage bullcrap, right? So, I don't know. Maybe that can be some kind of solace to be like, okay, he's just lost his mind. And it's sad. It sucks. But that is it. And how can I go away from that and build my own self, build my own family? I mean, you graduated. You go to church. You do all this stuff. You're awesome. You're kicking it. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't see... Um, so all this can lead back to uh, his own view of himself. Completely lost, he dry drunk, then like grabbing on for any kind of structure, but he hasn't found it and he's not going to find it. Don't go down with that sinking ship. Yeah, well, what he's doing, like you're saying, if this, there's this thing where people, if they can't control things like addiction, he's if he's an alcoholic, he's been an alcoholic forever. He's well, going he's sober to, now. But. Well, but I mean... He has been an alcoholic for a very long time. He's trying to create structure by ruling over other people. Right. Right. So he's saying my own life. I mean, this is really common. People who have really crappy internal uh, dissonance do this to other people. Mm -hmm. I did it for a really long time. I've I was, done it too. I was like, I suck at everything. I'm not nice. I bully people. I mean, I like, legitimately was like this. I'm not, it's not like a metaphor i really was very unkind really bossy super didn't know how to handle stuff so what i did instead was i took all of my irritation at myself and aimed it at every person that i loved mm. not anybody i didn't love only the people i loved i would try to control them manipulate them uh put them down because if I, that was at least a thing i could control mm -hmm. and it's not healthy good okay or right but it's what people do in these kinds of situations so i'm not trying to say his behavior is okay, but I just want to give you a perspective on it. But I would say the one thing that comes to my mind in this that I think would be super, 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 super helpful, and you're going to have to stick with me for a moment because it's weird. Mm. There's a, an author called, his name is Kyle Cease, and I've talked about him before. He has the book, I Hope I Screw This Up, and he has a, a video series called The Limitation Game that I just bought and watched. It was $20 for like 12 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Please go buy his video series called The Limitation Game. But he has this thing. So his name is Kyle. And he has this thing called Kylego, which sounds super <laughs> stupid. But he's a comedian, so it's stupid and funny on purpose. Him and his friend Diego made it up in the car. Kylego is what it's called. So uh, seriously, stick with me. It's really, really good. So the Kylego method that he does is you imagine yourself in six months from right now having done the thing that you wanted to do. So that could be in six months, let's say you have moved out of your home and you've broke, you've figured out some way to break off your relationship with your dad, but still maintain your relationship with your mother. Mm -hmm. How, and that now you speak to yourself from six months out in the future as if it already happened. Mm. And then you tell yourself how you got there. So you, so it's going to sound something like this. And, and you do this, actually, it's helpful that you can do this with another person or you can just do it by yourself. But if you have mm -hmm. a person who's willing to help you, it's awesome to do it together. Um, 
So you would say like this, like I'm, I'm imagining myself six months from now, six months from today, I've already accomplished the thing I want to accomplish. I'm going to tell Seth about how I got there. I mean, like Seth, it was so amazing. I moved out of my house um, and I got a job at the Starbucks down the street so I could meet new people. <laughs> um, and, and it was really cool because I thought my dad was going to be upset about it, but I was able to like get past my fear and talk to my mom. I took her out to dinner and I talked to her. My dad said it was okay and he didn't know what we were talking about. And so I sat down with my mom and I had a list of things I wanted to share, but I used the AOM sandwich method on all of them. So mm -hmm. I said, mom, I really love you, but dad is doing this, but I love how you've helped me. And, and you just walk yourself backwards through how you got to the place that you want to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think in this situation, it's so complicated and it's so hard because yeah, that's a huge deal. That's your dad, right? No matter what, that's your dad. And that's really hard to be like, I'm going to walk away and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But sometimes... That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's that, okay. It's and I'm not, better. Yeah, it's absolutely better. I'm definitely not saying you can't just do that, but I do think it would be helpful to imagine how you get there. But you got to start with having already been there and succeeded. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I hope a, that makes a sense. A listener says, as a believer that calls Jesus Yeshua and has Sabbath on the Saturday, Saturday and Jewish holidays, that father is a rabid person. He's got internal insecurities that he's projecting on everyone else. The rest of us aren't even close to that rabid and judgmental. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think you're you're nailing it on the head. He's projecting all his internal crap and it's just It says my dad working. treated me like this and is treating them but on the other side of the religious wall, let's see. He needs therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard. People are just how people are and and that is not easy. But thank you for sending in that question and hopefully the Kylego as weird as it is might help. <laughs> Kylego. Okay, so There's another long one. Here's another long one. It's good though cuz it it's uh, really kind of hits home. There's been an ongoing conflict about my husband hunting, husband's hunting habits since we got married, and especially since having our sons three years ago, and I'm hoping you can offer some advice. Married five and a half years, he's always turkey hunted for a few days each spring and deer hunted a few days each fall, usually three to five days at a time, and the location is about 40 minutes away, and there's a significant cost increase because it's an out-of-state and... It costs more if you don't hunt in the state that you are uh, live in. Um, and let's see, he's only gotten three turkeys in, during that time, but I don't even like turkeys. I do like the deer, which is good. But the the rub is, um, it is, uh, it's like I'm just really fed up with the expectation that I'll make room in my schedule for him to go out hunting or at a minimum lose a weekend with him that I, we could otherwise have spent together. He only gets every other weekend off and we usually don't get a lot of time together during the week. So I don't like that he prefers to leave me in our son home to go spend those days away from us but he loves hunting so much that despite the conflict it has caused he hasn't shown much willingness to give it up even if he did give it up he'd have resentment toward me um, over that for keeping him what he what doing for doing what he enjoys so it's kind of a lose-lose situation I don't really have an equivalent hobby like this but he says since he supports me going out with friends once or twice a month after our son goes to bed or an occasional overnight scrapbooking retreat um, that I should support what he likes to do it doesn't feel fair and I feel taken advantage of advantage of every year we have the same fights and i don't know how to get past this so i love to hunt i'm an avid hunter and when fall comes around i literally try to be in the woods as much as i can and it has definitely been way too much totally out of line at times and ridiculous tell us more about how it's ridiculous because i have lots of thoughts on it but mm -hmm. i want to know from your perspective i love this question thank mm -hmm. you for sending it in because the, in our marriage when it is fall um, and it's like elk season and then deer season mm -hmm. in a row, it's like right in a row, 
<clears throat> it is first. literally like he is gone. No, it's deer, elk, then late deer again. Cool. Uh, but he's gone <laughs> for like literally he'll wake up at three in the morning and go, <clears throat> excuse me, like traipse out into the woods and sit for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I'm getting the kids ready by myself, getting them off to school by myself. He doesn't see them in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then he comes home from work after hunting in the morning and does the exact same thing. Don't see the kids. I'm doing everything by myself. And often it's like, we didn't, you didn't get a deer or you got deer, but it tastes like, butt. who, so who cares? I mean, gamey food is so gross. Well, elk me and tastes the kids like love a it. petting zoo smells. Okay. It's disgusting. It's so gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, but tell me what. I like it and the kids like it. I mean, so I what do you want to yeah. know? Well, like, how do you make sense of that? So, obviously, I know what the husband is saying because being out in the woods, just the even the possibility of seeing a giant animal up close, much less getting one, is like the most adrenaline. It's the most like biopsychosocial spiritual thing for me that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, think about like just your brain and body exploding with joy and awe and wonder and Blowing something's peace. brains out. Yeah, no, no, it, totally. it, is, it is absolutely not about This is such an amazing like spiritual moment. I think I'm going to blow the crap out of that thing. Uh, no, I agree. And I th- Look at that beautiful... <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I thought was that mm-hmm. I, that's, I think what's going on is it is such an adrenaline, it's such a different thing than normal everyday life. Um, and it's just unfortunate that it involves being gone so much. And, right. and his hunting habit was literally like he could walk to where he hunts from our house. So he is not driving out of state. He is not getting a hotel. He is not having to buy mm-hmm. out of state licensing tabs, which... right. I don't think I so can out of even state deal license with. tabs. I don't know where you guys live, but if I wanted to go hunt in Idaho or something, it literally would be like five or six hundred dollars, right? Or Oregon or somewhere like that. But for me, it's literally like a hundred and ten dollars for the season. It's not much, right? Um, so <clears throat> I will say that I was out of balance because it's like I have this limited amount of time, literally once a year, mm-hmm. and I want to like. It, it's like it's like you going to like your most favorite thing. Like, what if you went to a Kyle Cease or a Mel Robbins or a anything? Oh, I forget kind of like, you exist. <clears throat> exact kids. What kids? Exactly. Yeah. So, and then because I know that you absolutely love it so much, I'd be like, all right, these next you know two weeks are kind of gonna suck, <laughs> but that is okay. And that's where we are right now, I think. And that's where we have been. I've definitely been like, okay, you do the work, I'm going. And it's like, well, that's not Mm -hmm. cool. And then I get out there and I'm like, "Uh, I shouldn't really be here because I left her with all this crap to do. It wasn't balanced, right? So Mm -hmm. looking back in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, I can hunt all I want and she'll let me hunt all I want. May it be sorry. balanced. <laughs> One of our but, viewers is a vegan. I'm very sorry. Oh. said, I love y'all, but the vegan over here is barfing. <clears throat> well, Plug your ears. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Don't but, remember. Well, but you were, um, we did make an agreement. I told Seth, like, I do not want you to be gone this much. You don't see the kids. You don't. But I also knew it's a very short window of time. He was for a while, like hunting with one of his best friends. And again, he could walk to the place that they hunt from our home. So it's not like it was as big of a financial and time. Mm-hmm. I've thing. never been gone overnight other than like work stuff. Really? 
I never hunted overnight, but yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, you have not even like some of our friends go to the other side of the state and hunt over there. So mm-hmm. that's like a whole week that they're gone and right. stuff like that. But so it is slightly different, but I had to make the, so I had to weigh on my own side mm-hmm. of things, things like um, my kid, our kids really love it when he hunts. They love when he gets something like when, if he gets a deer or whatever, they help him. Now, Christina, you really plug your ears here. So I'm talking about animal cruelty essentially uh, he will bring home an animal and he will t- what's it called process, process it. it he'll process right? it in our backyard right so it would be like there and he's pr- processing, processing it, it. And i'm trying it to be thoughtful and, and, and so the kids get to see that they get to like witness it they get to see the anatomy of this animal it's actually quite amazing to see it's way different than i thought i don't like it at all um but they also really like the meat they will eat it with him. They will cook it. I mean, what I think is the grossest flavor of food ever. Our children will eat it so happily. And so I don't want to take that away from him and mm-hmm. them. Uh, I don't want to impart my judgmentalness of hunting onto our kids because it's, oh, it's something that connects, not onto the kids. <laughs> it's something that connects them with their dad. So that is something. But again, it's not costing us money. So mm-hmm. I would say you need to use the clearing structure for this question. Go to anatomyofmarriage.com. Use go to the tools tab, uh, mm-hmm. the tools icon at the thing, and get the tool, the clearing structure, and sit down and write out your ideas and your thoughts. But also be aware that this is something that is something your husband really looks forward to. Like yeah. calculate the days of the the total days of the year it, and hard, think yeah, about. Yeah, you could. I'm but, sorry. But as a husband, you can't say, "Well, you get a hobby." Yeah, that's not no, going to work. You can't say that, but like, think of it this way: it it happens once a year, and um, again, if you were doing your absolute favorite thing, I mean, I have many favorite things, mm-hmm. but if you were going to go do a, a, a podcasting retreat with Wayne Dyer or or um, uh, Mel Robbins or mm-hmm. Kyle Cease or all these people, yeah. you'd be like. This happens once a year. Yeah. I have to do this. It's just like I'm yeah. just like out of my body when mm-hmm. I'm there, all this stuff. The, yeah. And plus it's good because it's a lot of silence and solitude for myself and mm-hmm. I think about all kinds of things. And I am leaf. Yeah. All kinds of uh, things, right? I think too, so you can make this. So someone commented, have you ever thought about hunting with him, Melanie? We've talked about it many times. I think I would die. I am. Yeah. I can't kill a worm. Like I... You don't have to kill anything. Uh, I don't want to see anyone kill anything. I really think I would be vegan forever mm-hmm. if I went hunting. And I don't want that because I yeah. like ham. I, um, and let's ham. not even talk about it. Let's not even talk about meat because I'll start to get weird. But um, I think what can what another thing that could be really good is um, setting your wife up for success. when if, if you decide, okay, it's only eight days a year that I go hunting or whatever. That, what it, like, I don't know, 14 I don't know. Mm. If it's 14 days a year, let's figure out how the husband can bring value to those 14 days that he is gone. <laughs> and fi- Why are you laughing? What are because laughing? wife and life says, so boring. Don't go with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would want to, but I'm glad that it, you backed it, me It is that. boring if you don't... Yeah, you just got to get in the right I mindset. I really think I would hate it the most. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I think that there's a way that, the, that if you can do the clearing structure. In that conversation, you can say how you feel. It sounds like you already have but that's fine. So continue to say how you feel. But the next step of that is it's not go find a hobby like hunting. It's how can your husband set you up when he's gone hunting? And that might include things like he calls friends for play dates. He sets up babysitting. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, whatever that looks like, but it, it's just, you have to figure out if you're willing to spend the money 
And maybe that also means he cuts back mm-hmm. on some of his hunting. Or yeah. maybe he hunts somewhere closer. I know in the thing it said it's like family property and he won't hunt anywhere yeah. else. So that's kind of hard. So, okay, if it is that, say that, okay, we are locked into this and literally nothing else will work. Okay, you know what your husband can do? Hey, hunting season's coming up. Guess what movies are out? I, I bought you guys tickets mm-hmm. for this movie and kind of plan this out on Friday. And Friday, you guys mm-hmm. can go this and, oh, guess what? There's this thing happening at the zoo that you can take the kids to or whatever, you know, or like, hey, I called your mom and dad. They're going to watch the kids and also called your girlfriends and set you guys up for a weekend mm-hmm. at Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. Well, it's hard <laughs> because something. that's like, know. it's a lot of money. We're talking about adding more money to it and that's not necessarily the answer. But yeah. I do think it's important to have the conversation, to talk about it in a, in a real way. And I think it's hard uh, for me personally as a woman. I would think it would be selfish to go hunting that much because I'm like, I'm not even bringing something back that is a valuable to everybody, right? right? But at the same exact time, I would not think it was selfish to go to a Kyle Cease conference for mm-hmm. three days. Yeah, what and are you bringing so, back? You yeah. can't even bring back food. I, yeah, and so... <laughs> I think it's just really important to have a different mindset around it and figure out how we can make it good. So I, mm-hmm. again... I turned in. I turned Seth's hunting into a time where the kids and I celebrate what Daddy is doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a part of it, other than I'm not turning it into something negative. I used to be really negative about it, mm-hmm. but now it's like, oh, Daddy's going hunting. Go kiss him goodbye. Let's get his stuff ready. Like, do whatever the things are for Daddy to go hunting and get Thank his you. truck right. So it's a way to show your kids that you can honor differences. Mm-hmm. Really honor differences. Mm-hmm. I don't eat any of the meat he gets because I don't like petting zoo taste. <laughs> Give it a rest. Christopher Cotton, sounds like you're a hunter. Maybe you live in he Washington. He says there's a know. difference between hunting and killing. Yeah, there's a huge difference. And that's, you know, I all trust kinds of that, stuff. but I don't know if I understand it, but I trust it. Okay, so that's all the questions we have for today. We're at, we keep on running over, which is good. You guys are here, so I hope you continue to like it. Please remember to go to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps us gain visibility. And we have some awesome stuff going on right now, which I'm so excited we are doing some coaching like oh, participating yeah. in coaching we, to, we are, to help us do our own coaching we hired thing. a coach which is crazy scary yeah and it's a, a it's super exciting of money but yeah. it's like super super awesome so in the next 90 days expect literal rocket fuel, fuel. from us so go to anatomyofmarriage.com to find resources and all this stuff i love the long shows good okay oh, good. that's great um let's see what else what else is going on do you have any tags to well we're getting ready to get the premarital series launched we're talking about writing books we're we're gonna like we i'm not kidding we hired a coach for 90 days weren't cheap right it's expensive and we're so excited it's the most excited i've ever been to spend a large amount of money <laughs> on when we say something. expensive it's like new car expensive yeah like which is unheard of for us. But that was why we moved. It That's is. part of our whole thing is we're trying to make this like our lives. And so we're super excited about mm-hmm. it. And we were just like, we were going to get all these different things going on. And it's so freaking exciting. Yeah. So we're like notching up all of our stuff and we're doing yes, it. high five. And so, but <clears throat> one of the things that you can do to help make this all happen is to share the show with your friends mm-hmm. and like and review it, like rate and review it on iTunes. Right. Um, it's quite kind of depressing when we don't have new reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start rating old ones like, uh, I know we yeah, have, so I'm just going to so, start writing random okay. things. But anyway, right. we, we love, love you guys. You. I said it first. Have a lovely day and uh, yeah, continue to be awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.